0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Welcome to the Sharp Lessons Podcast, everybody. It is our favorite day of the week, Picks Thursday. Nate he's Nate Jacobson I'm Ben Wittenstein and Nate it is uh, all the day for all of our picks
2: yeah excited to do so college football week seven we're kind of right in the middle of the college football season and conference play really heats up a lot of good games a lot of games that are probably gonna go a long way to deciding some of the college football yeah. playoff and just some of the conference races and then NFL week six A week where there's always a lot of injury reports this time of year, but I feel like I have a better grasp of the NFL board than I did last week where I had trouble even finding a couple picks, and now I kind of had to narrow it down and cut out kind of the leans I have in the NFL as we talk on a Thursday afternoon.
1: Yeah, it's weird how that works. Sometimes you're feeling college football, not the NFL. This week feeling NFL, not college football. Sometimes that's the way the board works, and I think that's the right way to do it, right? If you don't like picks for college football, you don't have to bet college football.
2: Yep, it's a long season. There'll be plenty of opportunities as we go along, and there'll be plenty of high-leverage college football games coming up that we can either bet, or we can just sit back on the couch, maybe uh, have some popcorn. I'm not a popcorn guy, ben, but... <laughs> have some I drinks. Make, have some have dull some beverages. Drinks, definitely, especially that Michigan-Penn State game at 11 a.m. Yeah. Uh, local time. That might be a good way to start the weekend.
1: Absolutely. So let's get into some of these college football picks that we got, Nate. um, You've got a few, looks like you got four. I think I got about four myself. I could start in the great state of Michigan. Let's go Wisconsin. Minus seven and a half. And as I look down all of my picks, I have a lot of seven point favorites for college football, but Wisconsin makes sense to me because right now you're fading a bad Michigan state team. Defensively, they're not very good. Their secondaries we know is a mess and that Really hasn't improved this season as, as it's gone on. And new coach Jim Leonard for Wisconsin, I've been impressed with him. He's been good in the one game he took over. Now it seems like playing Northwestern really fixes all of your problems for, for most teams that play Northwestern. Oh, but yeah. Graham Mertz, a career high in passing, 299 yards, I don't think that's a mistake. I think Jim Leonard knows the potential. For whatever reason, Paul Chris couldn't do it. Maybe it's because he's been there for so long he was just stuck in his ways. But you bring Jim Leonard in, and the offense looked renewed. It looked like it had a breath of fresh air. It looked like it knew what it was doing. And the statistics reflected that. So I think Wisconsin kind of finding new life. They go into Michigan State. Seven and a half points is a lot of points. But I think they can win by double digits against the Spartans.
2: Yeah, and it's early in the college football season, but already five power five coaches have gotten fired. One of those instances was Wisconsin firing Paul Christ, to give Jim Leonard basically a shot at the job. This is a true audition. The other Forrest programs, those are just in terms, just placeholders as the school looks for new jobs or new uh, guys to coach the program from outside. But Jim Leonard has turned down a lot of high profile defensive coordinator jobs. With the idea that one day he could be the Wisconsin head coach. So he's taking this games really seriously. Just because Wisconsin fired Paul Chris doesn't mean they're gonna mail it in. They still have aspirations to definitely win the Big Ten West, a wide open race. So Wisconsin definitely a play on team with Jim Leonard, a really respected defensive coordinator. And even though, you know, the offense looked good last week and Leonard's more defensive guy, he probably let the offensive coordinators kind of open it up and kind of take away the shackles that was Paul Chris with way. the with the running game. Just running the ball for a couple yards a carry, and it looked like Mertz was comfortable, and maybe that was a, a real issue. And, you know, it's it's laying a lot on the road, but Michigan State looks like a, a lifeless program. We've seen yeah, them. I mean, good. last week they were a 27-and-a-half-point underdog at home against Ohio State. So, like, the I think the bottom is just kind of come out on Michigan State, and it's maybe going to be hard for them to recover in any game unless they're kind of a, a favorite against some of the other lesser Big Ten teams when they play like Rutgers and stuff.
1: So you've got a little Pac-12 play, looks like.
2: Yeah, let's go there. Utah, uh, don't love the number right now at 3.5, honestly, but I do have preseason bets on Utah over 8.5 wins, USC under 9.5 wins, so – pretty big bets so i was basically counting on utah to win this game yep so if you aren't involved in any of those bets and kind of like my line of thinking with utah uh, then maybe utah minus three if it gets there on game day if it gets to minus three i'll definitely add more on the utes i think this line's pretty telling the fact that utah just kind of got embarrassed by ucla they lost to florida but they're still over a field goal favorite right now. against the USC team is undefeated. They get a lot of public love because their head coach, Lincoln Riley, their quarterback, Caleb Williams, because they're a big brand like USC. So the fact that Utah – is holding steady as a three and a half point favorite. I think it's pretty telling that Utah still a respected team in the betting market. And they are a better team when they're playing in Salt Lake city at Rice Echo stadium, whether it's the crowd noise, the elevation, I think both those things are going to give trouble to Caleb Williams, who, when they went up to Oregon state, had a lot of trouble and barely snuck away and won that game. So Utah, I just kind of have a feeling that they are still the right side in this game. As I said, don't love the number, but if it gets down to minus three, I'll have a bet on the Utes and, if you still kind of, you know, if basically if it was, like, minus three and a half and I didn't have anything preseason-wise, I'd bet Utah. But because I just basically, like, need them to win this game to keep some some bets alive, I don't want to uh, – invest too much more i guess because maybe i'm completely wrong on utah usc and i don't want to uh, compound the misery that has been that situation in the pac-12 so far
1: i like the under in that game a little bit i like the utah pick but i do like the under that's gone from like 60 to 65 now at this point so i think you're getting a little bit of. Buy- i i would think you're getting a little bit of overvalue on the total so under 65 would might be a play for me but i do like that play uh to be honest uh let's look i, I- i'm gonna stay in michigan nate i'm gonna go maize and blue Minus seven against Penn State at home. This Michigan team simply has impressed me. That's, that's really the bet. They've impressed me. J.J. McCarthy has been uh, as good of a quarterback as I think they could ask for. Their running game has been really, really impressive. And people look at this game, and if you're liking Penn State, I know a lot of people have said, oh, that, that Penn State rush defense. It's really good. Top, top 15 in the country, something like that. What teams have they played that have been good rushing teams? Been, you know, Auburn, they've played Central Michigan, Ohio, Purdue has maybe been the best rushing team, and they really are a pass-heavy team. So they have the numbers, they have the good rushing defense numbers, but they have not played a team that runs as well as Michigan does. And they were able to beat Iowa with their run game. And they really prepare well for these teams. They know what the weakness of the defenses is, and they really attack it well. So Michigan – Seven against Penn State at home. I think this is a really good spot for them. I still don't fully believe in Penn State, and I'm just waiting for that game that Penn State fans are saying, "All right, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta release Franklin. We gotta fire Franklin." And I think you know there, this isn't gonna be the game that it happens. But they tend to be upset with him at certain points in the year, and I think James Franklin makes some coaching mistakes here and there on the road. Michigan takes advantage. They've just been such a solid team that it's hard for me to bet against them. And just a touchdown favorite at home, I'm gonna take them.
2: Yeah, I really have no opinion on this game. I think the number is is right on, pretty much spot on at minus seven for Michigan. But since you did make the case for Michigan, I will say what's kind of keeping me off betting Michigan in this game is the situation for Penn State, where Michigan is playing their seventh game in the last seven weeks, yep. and Penn State's coming off a bye. So you'd expect Penn State to be fresh, ready to go. Sean Clifford, a veteran quarterback, he's not going to be phased by that crowd at the big house in Ann Arbor so I can kind of get both sides of why this game you know you can pick either side in this game and because of that even though it's the second biggest game of the weekend I I really don't not going to have anything invested not going to have a penny on this one even though it's definitely going to be must watch football uh, in the Big Ten East all
1: right you've got uh, a couple LSU bets and uh, a Big 12 bet
2: yeah, let's go with the bet I probably feel the best about, and it's okay. TCU minus three and a half or minus four. Would definitely like minus three, so I'm gonna wait out and see if it gets there. Yeah, it's mostly a bet against Oklahoma State, a team who I faded last week against Texas Tech. Unfortunately, I took a really bad number, a bad number, not really bad. I took plus nine and a half with Texas Tech. They lose by ten. It closed ten and a half, eleven and a half, or eleven because the Texas Tech third string quarterback ended up being the one playing who actually he moved the ball well against Oklahoma state and yep. Oklahoma state was down eight in the third quarter. A lot had to go their way where they scored a touchdown, two point conversion field goal, and then a late touchdown to get the cover. And, and when they were driving, I knew that Mike Gundy was going to go the, for the touchdown to cover. Cause he knows what the point spread is. He does, but Smart I just, man, I still have my doubts about Oklahoma state. I know they're number eight, but now they're getting into the real uh, business end of their big 12s. Cal schedule, where now they're playing at TCU. They have Texas next week at home, and then they go to Kansas State. I think Oklahoma State is going to pick up a couple losses and are going to start this Saturday. TCU, I think, wins comfortably. Their offense was really good with Max Doug in the last few weeks against Oklahoma and Kansas. I know their defense struggled against Kansas' backup quarterback, but they also didn't game plan for for a quarterback who has a a, a pedigree in FBS. And, and Jason Bean or Jake Bean Bean on uh, on Kansas was pretty impressive. Uh, hopefully, Texas ha- or TCU is really prepared for uh, Spencer Saunders this weekend. experienced quarterback. Plenty of film on him. So, I like TCU. I'm going to lay the points with the Horned Frogs.
1: SEC time. We roll tide. We roll in tied this weekend, Nate. Alabama minus seven against Tennessee it's, on the road.
2: It's in consideration. I think you have a stronger feeling about this game, so I'm going to just quickly give my thoughts. I think there's a real chance it's a discount on an Alabama team, only laying mm-hmm. seven points. Against a Tennessee team that we were on last week, we were. they were very good. The scoreboard looks like they blew out LSU, but they also got a lot of good fortune early in the game. Right away, opening kickoff, yep. fumble off the face mask, Tennessee recovers it, punches it in. Then a long punt return for Tennessee uh, that set up a, a field goal, 10 nothing early on. LSU then drives down the field. They fail on a fourth and short after getting in the Tennessee red zone and that kind of felt like kind of the turning point of the game where maybe LSU had a chance, and then Tennessee ran away within the second half. So an impressive performance, but if a few plays go a different way, maybe it's a little more of a closer game. And Alabama did not look great last week with a backup quarterback against yep. a Bryce Young, I'd expect to play. He was That's dressed.
1: It? That's all it is. He was dressed. Bryce Young, He, two words. he wanted to come in, say yeah. said.
2: so I think he's going to be ready to go in this game. I know he's banged up, but I think – Alabama is the only way I could look in this game although there is something in me that's a little bit worried that Bryce Young doesn't look great and then maybe Tennessee's live to win sure so I think a wide range of outcomes in this game but if I had a pick I'd lay the point or the tide
1: no I think there's definitely validity behind Bryce Young not looking good but I I have I've yet to see him come to a game and just look underprepared and I think this is the moment he's coming back he had a week off bit of an injury On the road, he's going to stick it to Tennessee. That's just what's going to happen. And and I'm surprised that Alabama's minus seven. They were minus seven and a half. Tennessee getting some money to take it under that half a point at a pretty key number. Tennessee hasn't seen a team like Alabama all season long. I don't know if their offense is prepared for this Alabama defense, which I'm a little surprised hasn't been talked about more. It's a bit as underrated as an Alabama defense can be. I think I haven't seen – Many people talk about how good this defense can be or is, and we know Tennessee can move the ball with ease. We know how fast their offense plays. Endon Hooker's a good quarterback, but this Alabama defense, this defensive line, going to give them issues, and it's going to take a while for them to figure it out. And By that time, Alabama might be up 14, 17 points. So I'll take Alabama minus seven. I'll yeah. take them as long as they're a seven-point favorite. Seven and a half, I'd still probably take them with a little bit more caution, but I love Alabama in this spot.
2: Yeah, that'd be my stopping point, 7.5. I'd need 7 in this game. And yeah. uh, because of the Bryce Young injuries situation, it's it's kind of like a guessing game on when you want to bet it. Because if he's, if he's active in this game and we know he's playing, I think this is going to tick up to 7.5. Obviously, if he doesn't play or just limited in some way or some other reporting, which we don't really get much in college football to, to guessing game on Saturdays for yep. the most part, um, this line would obviously be a little bit lower uh, so yeah, I mean Alabama. It was a side I was kind of like, while the Tennessee game was playing out against LSU, I was thinking like, oh, I, I can't wait to bet against Tennessee yeah. next week. Now I'm not as excited to bet against Tennessee next or this week because we're not certain about Bryce Young and he's so important to this team and the offense. So with caution, Alabama minus seven. But a bet that'll probably go in kind of kind of later if I feel like there's some some information that sways. Uh, One way or the other where we know what's going to happen.
1: Let's do dogs with bite, Nate. And looking at a good underdog, I just wanted to put Illinois in there. And this is dependent on Tommy DeVito, their quarterback playing. But if he does play, this is kind of a fun spot for the Illini. They're at home, really matching up against their other foe in the Big Ten West to kind of see who can be at the top of the division. They have one of the better running backs in the country, Tommy DeVito, a capable, more than capable quarterback for them. This, is, this could be upset city, and I know Tanner Morgan is getting his running back, Mo Ibrahim, back, which is really big for this Minnesota team. But Illinois, you look at the defensive numbers, top five in most of these categories, top five in points and rushing yards, passing yards. I mean, this is a legitimately good defense for Illinois. This could be an upset spot, plus money. And right now they're plus 210. I think once Tommy DeVito comes back, you can probably get them eh, maybe plus 175, plus 150. Not a bad spot for Illinois.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that because Minnesota's coming off a bye, and Illinois just came off two pretty big wins, beating yeah. Wisconsin, getting Paul Chris fired. That was a big game because it was Brett Bielema's return to Madison. Yep. And then last week in that physical dogfight against Iowa, and there's other injuries on Illinois. And if DeVito plays, he's going to be hobbled. So mm-hmm. I think pretty highly of Minnesota despite that real clunker against Purdue. So I actually hope DeVito plays in this game. Maybe this line comes back down to, three and a half or four and maybe bet Minnesota. So that's the way I see that game. But in a game with a low total, I am reluctant to lay the points, and maybe there's going to be a magical season in Champaign. um, See, right now it's lining up that way. Stars are aligned in Champaign.
1: Sexy picks. Got two sexy picks for you, Nate
2: yeah i think florida state has become a sexy pick which surprises me maybe because mm-hmm. they're a home underdog and it's night game at tallahassee but yeah. they've taken a lot of money this week against clemson who i think has been fine this year and it's kind of a puzzling line to me so uh, the sec- point of the sexy pick i think i say this every week but it's like a, a side that seems in vogue but just kind of be cautious betting them yep. and i think florida state is one and then the other one texas i'm here to say texas. right now you don't
1: believe in quinn ewers
2: No, I think people believe in Quinn Ewers. I know, but believe in Quinn Ewers, too. I think Texas is back. I actually think Texas is back. Texas is back. Think about it. it. Against Alabama, they lose Ewers. They only lose by one. They lose that Texas Tech game in Lubbock in overtime, but their win expectancy after the game was 97%. They just lost a turnover battle. Texas Tech got very fortunate with their fourth down conversions, and they lose that game. I feel like the path is set up really nicely with Ewers back, what they did against Oklahoma. I know not a good Oklahoma team, but that was a real statement. I think they're going to turn the corner. However, now they're favored by sixteen and a half against an Iowa State team who's talent-wise middling. But Matt Campbell, I feel like in the underdog role, when not a lot is expected of him, I feel like they can kind of ugly this game up. Interesting. As we saw last week against Kansas State, that was a real ugly game. So, I don't know. I think that's the premium on Texas has kind of gone too far from a game-per-game perspective in terms of this week against so Iowa State is a big favorite, especially next week they play Oklahoma State. So, some bigger games ahead for Texas. Not like they should be looking ahead because they have two losses already, but I feel like we should pump the brakes on Texas at least for this week. Although, when it comes to winning the Big 12, I think they're – Probably the best the best team in the Big 12, at least, in terms of like a, a power rating or a, a market rating, uh, and that they have a really good shot of winning that conference, at least getting to the conference title game. But I'd be cautious betting on Texas this week off a huge blowout win against their biggest rival.
1: It is a sexy pick, and always be careful. we will got to keep track more of our
2: sexy picks. I know the first week it lost...
1: As we were telling people, this by last bite week lose. it was
2: Washington State plus a 13. They didn't cover, but they did play pretty close to, uh, with USC. Just couldn't score at the end.
1: Uh, very quickly, stadiums got a game this week, Nate. UAB and Charlotte. And this, uh, this might be a blowout. UAB is minus 23.5. I say take it. Take UAB. I like the Blazers. I think that defense is really good. But the bet I really like for this one is Charlotte. Team total under 19.5. And, and that's because of this UAB defense. They are... They they just swarm. They're swarming defense. They swarm to the ball. They're very good at being disciplined, and I usually trust those types of defenses to get it done. I, I don't think Charlotte has enough in them to get three touchdowns against UAB
2: here. Yeah, Charlotte's been super disappointing this year. I know that the last few coaching cycles, their head coach, Will Healy, was kind of a popular name, and I don't know exactly what's going on there, but something's not right where he's probably not going to be a popular name for some of the bigger head yep. coaching jobs especially like in the Southeast or ACC school. So, yeah, UAB seems like a team we've talked about a few times on the show. They'd love to Over be on stadium. That's months, why. Whether it was a stadium game or when they <laughs> played uh, – maybe it was a stadium game when they played yeah, was, Georgia Southern off the uh, Georgia yeah. Southern win yeah. against uh, Nebraska, and they ended up covering that game. So, yeah, I think I actually made a case to fade UAB last week in the middle of Tennessee, and they absolutely rolled. So – Hard to get in front of, I guess, that UAB train in the Conference USA.
0: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: Let's talk NFL. We got some of our NFL picks for this week. You said you really like the NFL slate. Uh, So I'll have you start with some of your picks. It looks like you've got a few.
2: Yeah, I think this one's going to be in the teaser section too, but Packers minus seven against the Jets. I think it's a perfect storm of buying low on the Packers off that loss to the Giants. A game where they were up 17-3 in the second quarter, didn't score in the second half, and surprisingly lost the game. I mean, I was heavy on Packers teasers cuz so that kind of ruined my uh my morning quite frankly <laughs> waking up on Sunday morning and already down a bunch in the NFL before even the the noon slate started. Yeah. But they're back at home. I think it's a little bit of a discount at minus 7 considering they were minus 8, minus 9, I think on close in a game against in London against the Giants. And I still don't think the Jets are better than the Giants. At worst, they're equal. No. So getting minus seven at Lambeau I think is a good spot, especially because the Jets are coming off two straight wins. A win last week against the Miami Dolphins where they went down to the third-string quarterback for Miami after Teddy Bridgewater had to leave the game because of the new concussion rules. And it was still a close game. It was seven or nineteen to seventeen entering the fourth quarter. The Dolphins miss a field goal, and then the Jets go on and score three touchdowns. So pretty deceiving final score at forty to seventeen for the Jets. I think this is the get right spot for the Packers and a fading a team in the Jets, at three and two, who is probably not as good as the record indicates.
1: Let's talk Ravens for a second because I think you and I both like the Ravens here. It's a pretty good spot against a Giants team that a uh, little bit banged up, bit banged yeah. up in a way and. When you're when you're betting on Lamar, I don't think you're ever really making the bad bet. Uh, right now they're minus five and a half. That number is probably going to creep up by Sunday. I would imagine the Ravens get a little bit more money come Sunday. Maybe get to six, but. I really do like the spot on the road for the Ravens.
2: It actually might not creep up too much more because people are going to see the Giants are 4-1 and one mm-hmm. and they're at home and they're a New York team so I think the public is going to gonna, more New gonna York like money. them so I don't think it's going to go up too much more and I think if anything goes in the Giants' favor or maybe that's what I'm hoping because I'll bet more on the Ravens uh, at that price anything 5.5 or better. I, I think the Giants are still a sell team even at 4-1 and one. and great job by Brian Dable getting the most out of a team with Really no wide receivers, and, a, and Daniel Jones was banged up last week and just kind of question marks about his play. It's basically Saquon Barkley and no one else on that unit, and, and they're kind of Great finding for ways to team. win games. So respect to them, but I'm still going to look to sell them. And I think the Ravens, a team that when they do step down in class, they have the ability to win by margin yep. with Lamar running the ball and you know the defense who has struggled i don't think is going to get challenged as much by this giants offense so yeah. i think the giants are getting a little too much respect plus they're coming back from london you have that trip you didn't have a bye week i feel like there's a letdown for the giants coming and that the ravens are are definitely the side here at five and a half or better
1: yeah ravens haven't covered in uh, two weeks in a row i believe so hey they're due if they you may, believe in that
2: they may be pushed against the bills
1: uh yeah Oh, you're right. I'm reading the schedule backwards. So, yes. Yeah, they yeah, pushed they, they pushed against the Bills and then they covered against the the uh, Patriots. They didn't cover against the Bengals. Yeah. So, it's been like an up and down against the spread couple weeks for them. And against the team, as you said, coming off that uh, London trip, makes sense for them to do it. Uh, I have one over/under bet for you. Steelers Tampa Bay, under 45 and a half and this is a bet hoping that this Tampa Bay defense just stifles the Steelers. Their offensive numbers haven't been impressive in any way, shape, or form. I know Kenny Pickett is the next great thing in Pittsburgh, but I would love to see him against as good of a defense as Tampa Bay. And I don't know if the Steelers hold up their end of the bargain for the points in this game. And Tampa Bay, for what they're for what they worth, they're a good offensive team at times, but they're slow-paced. And I, I think a game like this, if you can get the half at 44 – I really like this under number. I mean, Tampa Bay, uh, 22nd in the league in points per possession. Uh, Steelers are second to last in points per play. It's not that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggle all the time at scoring. It's just they don't do it in bunches. They don't do it a lot. So combine yeah. that with their good defense against the Steelers, who are going to struggle. I like the under 45, 44 and a half.
2: Yeah, no, I can get behind that. That's a, that's one game where I'm probably gonna totally just stay away from though. Just in terms of the side, I guess Buccaneers in a teaser could be possible, but I I always get a little bit weary uh, teasing down road favorites. Uh, one other game I want to add: Panthers at plus ten or better against the Rams kind of the dead coach bounce they fire matt rule the panthers feel like we get a kind of a inspired effort from the players who don't want to be the scapegoats for what went wrong in carolina during the last two and a half years of the matt rule tenure plus maybe pj walker can rally the troops get the locker room going because baker mayfield's out with a high ankle sprain walker's going to start the game i don't think walker is a good quarterback or even a you know probably a below ba- average backup honestly xfl's finest yeah you no know, he he probably Superstar. would have won the mvp if you know, he maybe even was given the mvp after that league shut down because of covid which was unfortunate but uh the rams i, I think that's the other thing they're a, a double-digit favorite i'm not really sure if they should be a double-digit favorite about anyone in the league they have not looked Especially impressive since they don't yeah. have a home field advantage the offense has really big issues maybe playing carolina is a step down in class and that their offensive line can hold up because they have struggled the last few weeks against the Niners, and the Cowboys have good pass rushes, but I don't trust the Rams to cover a big number, and I think some of those factors are favoring the the Panthers in terms of the new coach, a new quarterback, and, and a number catching double digits makes a lot of sense with Carolina, although I will reluctantly probably take the Rams in these survivor pools I'm in. 100%
1: 100% all right let's do best bets Nate best bets for the weekend uh, we only have NFL picks yep and the complete opposite from last week and we loved college football didn't like the NFL but now we like the NFL and we're both on the Colts bit of a revenge game for the Indianapolis Colts against the Jacksonville Jaguars they're back at home that line is two two and a half we both love Indy
2: yeah it's a little scary honestly I am terrified <laughs> since the last time we saw the Colts was Last Thursday night where yeah. their offense and not score a touchdown and a win against the Broncos. Yeah. I think there's a few things going in the Colts' direction here. First of all, the rest advantage and the Jaguars losing last week. And I think in terms of rest advantage, that's big because Matt Ryan was able to use the mini-buy to hopefully kind of get more of a grasp of a new offense he's learning. And Frank Reich teams have kind of struggled in the past few years. Last year definitely was a struggle in Wentz's first season in Indy. I know in Luck's first season in 2018 – it was a team that really struggled and went on to win the division. So even, the Colts, even though the Colts' offensive line has been terrible and the offense has been really bad, I still think there's a potential for a Colts turnaround. But also if you just look at the week two number of this game when the Colts went to Jacksonville, a place that they've had a lot of hard times in, in that Florida humidity, and they lost 24 nothing. But the Colts close as a minus three favorite without Michael Pittman, who's a really key receiver for them. They've now, looked good
1: when he has been back too.
2: I wouldn't say their offenses look good, but well, I that's more pay-
1: Matt Ryan. But they've looked more, they've looked more. Yes, it's, uh, it's, there's at least a semblance of an offense. Yeah,
2: and I think now getting the Colts under a field goal at home with the rest advantage is just a big discount, too big of a discount to pass up. Considering the Colts were minus three in Jacksonville just a month ago, so Colts at minus two and a half or better. I know there's some injury stuff maybe with the Colts, so maybe if you want to hold off and get a one and a half or something or a cheap money line. I'd recommend that, but only best bet for me this week because I'm waiting on a few injury stuff for podcast purposes. Colts, let's grade it at minus two. I think that's yeah, pretty much I'm the in. consensus number across yeah, the board.
1: That's the best bet for me as well. I, this is they've played them, they've lost. Hopefully, they figured him out. This is the time Frank Reich really shows off his coaching ability.
2: Yep. One last chance. Yeah,
1: one last chance at home. People are going to be upset if they lose to Jacksonville again. And I again. will, too. So, I think the pressure is on. This is a team that's good enough to rise to that pressure. I like the Colts. I'll go one more bet for you in the NFL, it's Eagles' first half. This has not lost me money yet. They're 5-0 and against the spread in the first half. This is the end. As you talked about, Cooper Rush, this is it? This is it for Cooper Rush's legacy? It's it's done in Philadelphia this week, Sunday Night Football?
2: I think that they're going to lose this week. I know it's they're been gonna an, lose an impressive 4-0, a 4-0 start for Cooper Rush or as a starter. This season for Dallas, he even got a win last year in a primetime game. Now it's a Sunday Night game, but I think it's a, a different story playing in a raucous crowd in Philadelphia. Yeah, and
1: I think Philly gets off to an early lead. It's As you said, it's going to be raucous. It's going to be a Sunday Night Football game. Cowboys are going to be trailing at halftime. Eagles are minus three and a half. Hook is hook. I hope doesn't get me. I really hope <laughs> that hook doesn't grab me. But I'm going to take the Eagles first half. It hasn't lost me money yet. Five and zero, oh, as I said. Let's go Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly man. First half.
2: I think the biggest reason I like this game is the Cowboys' pass rush and their defense has been the biggest reason why they've had success, especially yeah. like last week against the Rams. who have a very pedestrian offensive line but the strength of the Eagles is their offensive line. So I think that offensive line, as long as they kind of get some players back who have been a little bit banged up, are going to neutralize Micah Parsons and the Cowboys' pass rush, and they're going to going to force Hooper Rush to make plays from behind. And I, for the most part, he's been playing in positive game scripts, and I think with a little bit of adversity, they're not going to be able to rely on the run and the Eagles. I, would, I like a minus six. It's very close to a best bet for me, so I fully endorse that close. first half bet.
1: All right, let's go Eagles first half. That'll do it for us. You can find some of our videos uh, online at Stadium Bets. It's on Twitter. Nate's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Ben Wittenstein. And uh, good luck. We're, we're trying to improve, Nate, on our 67% win percentage for best bets. Not to brag or anything, but we've been hot. We've been hot. And I think we've picked our spot. So no college football this week. We don't feel comfortable. All NFL. So let's let's get back. And let's get to 70%. Let's do it. Good luck to everybody. We'll be back on Tuesday next week.